0: One of the many things I love about the Episcopal Church is that its liturgies bring order to my chaotic life. The predictable pattern of prayer, scripture, and song creates a refuge where I can find serenity in an otherwise tumultuous world. Whether it's a service of the Holy Eucharist or a service of choral evensong, our ancient liturgies are at once comfortably familiar and always new. This is profoundly true when it comes to our lectionary, that calendar that determines which scripture readings we read in worship. In some Christian denominations, the pastor selects the readings of scripture for worship. But our common lectionary, rather than submitting us to the whims of an individual pastor, unites us to liturgical communities around the world as we all read the same passages on the same day. The Sunday lectionary, the one that determined the readings we heard this morning, is structured in a three-year cycle—year A, year B, and year C. And as we live through these cycles over and over, the readings bear new meaning for us each time we hear them. For example, today is the second Sunday after the Epiphany, year B. And the last time we heard these scriptures in worship, it was my first sermon that I ever preached at St. Paul's. And I preached it at a lectern right over there, into a Camry as the pews all around me sat empty. That Sunday also came very quickly on the heels after the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. So the concerns that were weighing on my heart that morning, the concerns that colored how I heard the scriptures that day were concerns of political unrest and, and violence, concerns of the deadly ravages of COVID. Today, the concerns on my heart are different, so I hear them differently, as I'm sure you do too. And today, the concerns on my heart are for the young people in our community because of some distressing events that transpired this past week at some of our local schools. To start, um, it was a volatile week for the community of Shaker Heights High School. A combination of events, including uh, intruders on campus, some physical altercations, a stay-put order for everyone in the school, which can always be scary. All this exacerbated by disinformation on social media meant that by Friday, the students were instructed to stay home as classes went online. Meanwhile, around the corner at Cleveland Heights High School, the first day back from the winter break appropriately began with an offering of grief counseling and mental health support services. Because over the break, a 15-year-old sophomore tragically lost her life to the never-ending plague of gun violence. As one parent wrote to me on Friday morning, what I'm thinking about most this morning is how our society has normalized all this. Our kids really aren't surprised by any of it anymore, and that just breaks my heart. Indeed, these events, all too common in the lives of our young people, are heartbreaking. They are sobering reminders to us that we must pray for the young people of St. Paul's and their school communities, We must pray that their schools might be safe havens of peace and learning, and that we, the adults of their faith community, might be never-failing sources of support and encouragement for them. So with these concerns for our youth at the forefront of my mind, as I reflected on these scriptures this time around, I found myself fixated on the young boy Samuel in our Old Testament passage for today. In this story, God calls Samuel's name repeatedly, night after night. But Samuel doesn't realize that it's God's voice calling out to him. And the reason Samuel doesn't recognize the voice as God's is because the passage tells us the word of the Lord was rare in those days. And the reason the word of the Lord was rare was because corruption was rampant in Israel. In other words, Samuel couldn't imagine that God would be calling out to him because the adults who came before him had made such a mess of things that God had more or less stopped speaking. So allow that just to sink in for a moment. But the good news in the story is that God doesn't give up on Israel, despite the rampant corruption. Instead, God decides to do a new thing. God decides to start over. And so he calls a new priest and prophet to inaugurate a new era in the life of Israel, this young boy, Samuel. But there's more good news, which is that God doesn't give up on the adults either. God also involves old Eli, who plays a critical role in his plan. Indeed, sorry, yes, God makes uh, Eli a critical participant in his plan. It is only because of this aged Eli, who the scripture tells us whose eyesight had begun to grow dim, that Samuel is able to recognize God's voice. Without Eli, Samuel would not have been able to respond to God's call. Without Eli, Samuel would not have been able to utter those faithful words, speak, for your servant is listening. As one observer notes, it takes the attentiveness of the young Samuel's ears and the wisdom of the old priest's heart and mind To give birth to this new thing that God is doing. My friends, this is a story of good news, a story of communal discernment, a story of what it looks like to listen for the voice of God in intergenerational community. And this story is also an affirmation that the young people in our midst are full participants in the life of our community. Indeed, this story reminds us that God speaks to our young people and calls them to important tasks. And I don't want to just speak about them because some of them are here. So I'm speaking to you, our young people, our teenagers. God calls you to important tasks. Indeed, this story reminds us of that very important message. It also reminds us that from time to time, they will need our help in listening for God's voice. So on this second Sunday after the Epiphany, perhaps this ancient story of Holy Scripture is calling us to reaffirm our commitment to the young people in our community, to remind us that the reason we baptized five infants and toddlers Last Sunday, the reason that we baptize young people and initiate them into the faith is that we recognize their full humanity and that they are not half citizens, but full citizens in the community of the new covenant. So perhaps today, this ancient story of scripture is calling us to reaffirm our commitment to them through support, nurturing, and loving them. Indeed, it was good news that God did not give up on Israel. God did a new thing through the ministry of a young boy, just as he did when he sent us his Son, Jesus Christ, the one who meets us week after week in these stories of Holy Scripture, the stories that, if we let them, bring order to the chaos of our lives. Amen.